Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, what a gripping finale to a stupendous tournament. Welcome to the final IPL Super Over show for a quick and unfiltered coverage of this year's tournament. I'm your co-host, Menes. I'm joined by Paul Dennett. Paul, what a roller coaster the last couple of days have been. Floods in Ahmedabad, gripping finishes, fairy tale endings, had it all. Oh, Ravi Jadeja. Oh, Ravi Jadeja. <laughs> Have I got a nice voice? You um. do. And you, you said during the Indian <laughs> Test Series that you thought Ravi Jadeja might be the best cricketer on the planet. And I sent you a message after the IPL final. I think you're right. Uh, I didn't quite say that. I said he was the best Indian Test cricketer of all time. So right. slightly different ver- variety. but And I stand by that. And... Um, well, yeah, I mean, we're jumping ahead, but uh, Michael Bevan hit that last ball to win the game for Australia on New Year's Day 1996. And I can tell, by the way, that Menes has instantly smiled at that, that um, 27 years later, he and I both regard that as um, as a wonderful moment. Well, this is kind of uh, double that and more. So, mm. yeah, there you go. Were you there that fateful night at the SCG? I can't remember. No, I was... Um, I was watching it with my grandmother uh, who had got Channel 4 Wollongong to um, aid in our family's uh, liking of cricket. I've been in several debates with people in the past who claim to have watched it from Sydney because they thought that um, it had been shown live in Sydney. But it was one of the last games not to be shown live in Sydney. But the highlights, because it was a rain-affected game, the highlights felt like they were a full show. And I think they showed the last over in full. So some people thought that they'd um, seen it live. But no, I saw it on Channel 4 Wollongong, proudly. Jeez, yeah. We certainly haven't... Um, Gone off on a tangent tonight, have we? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was just to the right of the side screen where Bevan hit that four towards. So I had a great oh, view. Oh, you're trying to out to me. I was actually Roger Harper. I was bowling the ball. <laughs> no, it was just... <laughs> I mean, you brought you brought it up. Yeah, Not you brought boast, the game up. <laughs> okay, well, look, you know, Bevan, my health panned with Michael Bevan as he walked off, and um, 
Look at your look, question. Were you, were you at that game, Paul? Uh, yeah, just, just, just curious <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but normally so many of our cricket experiences align. So I actually genuinely genuinely thought you might have been there. I was pretty um, close to being there. I was pretty close. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Um, <laughs> now, for listeners out there, we've got our final Super Over. So six balls to cover the final series of the IPL. Four games. And then um, a couple of other balls um, to wrap it all up. We've got our final Aussie ratings for players we didn't rate last week. And then a few takeaways from the tournament. Also, a very exciting time for Cricket Unfiltered. A few big things coming up. So, obviously, the World Test Championship is imminent. So, Paul and I will be recording a full preview for the India v Australia World Test Championship final this weekend. So, stay tuned for that. And then after the World Test Championship final. The Ashes obviously gets going. So Paul and I, busy week for us. We're catching up with Dan Norcross from the BBC, uh, one of the best ball-by-ball commentators in England. So we'll be previewing the Ashes with him. Um, We're looking like doing that tomorrow night, Wednesday night, um, local time. So lots of great content coming your way. Very exciting, Paul. Um, Really, it's going to be a big couple of months for the podcast. It is. It's going to be great. Um, Looking forward to it. Immensely, such to the point that I might, in my stupidity, I've um, organised a live podcast recording to clash with the state of origin. So uh, enough said about that, but it shows my commitment to the Ashes and my commitment to um, everyone um, and also my stupidity. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, when you sent through the message of the recording time, I thought, oh, this is really good. He's sacrificing the first half of the state of origin for <laughs> this podcast. That's how dedicated he is. Um, anyway, look. <laughs> Paul, you've got the ball in hand. You're going to start things off with the qualifier to open the bowling. So the first ball will be the Gujarat Titans v Chennai Super Kings uh, opening match of the final series. So, yep, this was second versus first, confusingly played at the home ground of second because I think that had been um, pre-booked. So it was Chennai up against Gujarat. Chennai batted first, and they made seven for 172 on a sort of a slow, uh, slowish pitch that it was probably, if you just looked at the score in isolation, you'd have said, oh, that's not going to be enough given the way that the IPL has gone this year. But uh, on that pitch, it was actually a fairly um, uh, handy kind of um, handy kind of result. Uh, Guyquad top scored with 60, and uh, it could have all been very different uh, because Guyquad was actually... Um, out off a no ball right at the start when he had um, uh, barely scored. Now, Kande was the bowler. Uh, Guyquad then hit the next ball for six, um, which, again, emphasises... I think it's almost to the point where if I was coaching a child how to bowl, I would teach them how to not bowl a no ball even before how to keep their arms straight. Like, it's just like... Um, I go on and on about it, but yet again, uh, it, it's just... It's unforgivable. But anyway, seven for 172. And... Um, Dhoni didn't quite have the um, the the fairy tale finish to Chepok. He came out and was out straight away just for one, um, and you really could hear the crowd go silent. Like the commentator said it, but it was a it was that kind of um, you could hear a pin drop kind of cliche. Um, but in reply, Gujarat never really got going. Um, Shubman Gill forty two from thirty eight. I think that's an example of just how difficult the pitch was. Uh, right at the end, Rashid Khan belted. 30 from 16 uh, and gave them a, 
a momentary kind of um, improbable sniff of victory, but it wasn't going to be. Uh, I think it's a theme of mine that uh, as well as Gujarat have done this season, it just seems bonkers to me that a bloke with a strike rate of over 200 uh, is batting so far down uh, the order. Um, you know, had he batted a little bit higher, maybe they would have had a chance of winning. But, um, yep, second defeated first at the home ground of second. So Gujarat had to go into the um, into the, the deeper into the playoffs and um, CSK straight through to the finals. And I was just... Just um, contemplating about the fact that both Manners and the blokes from the, the, the cricket podcast seem very fascinated by this whole final series. And again, um, you know, this whole, whole notion of a second chance and one plays two and three plays four. And they're talking about it so much. And I realise it's because you guys haven't grown up with um, rugby league. I know Manners, you've grown up in a country with rugby league, but you've never been a real fan of it. Um, it it's a, we've, I've had the opposite experience. And when I was growing up, it was just always a final series. And when I've discovered that the rest of the world often doesn't do that, I've realized how crazy it is that you play for six or seven months and then have a little mini tournament at the end for three weeks. But that's the way of it. Chennai straight through to the final and good drag got a second chance. I mean, I'm not that fascinated with the the tournament, but I do really like the, the finals layout. I do really like this format. And that was a big win for Chennai because up until that point, the five previous teams that won that qualifier went on to win the IPL. So... Uh, big win for them. All right. So ball two, steaming in from the Randwick end. And, well, we now we're getting into the real hot stuff in the finals because it's sudden death now from here. So, firstly, the Mumbai Indians taking on the Lucknow Super Giants. And Mumbai batted first and made a, a really nice 182 for eight off their 20 overs. Uh, Cameron Green from Australia followed on his good form from the previous match where he scored 100. He top scored with 41 of 23. And there was good contributions right down the order. Uh, Sky Surya Kumar Yadav scored 33 of 20. Um, Tilak Varma scored 26 of 22. Nice finish from Wadera with 23 of 12 at the end. But at the end of the innings, I thought Lucknow bowled well. And they kind of brought back... Um, the run rate towards the end. And Mumbai didn't get the finish I thought they were going to get. They looked like they were going to get around 200. But in the end, some good death bowling. Um, Pandya, uh, Pandya, four overs, none for 38. Naveen Alhak, four overs, four for 38. Bowled well. Uh, Thakur, four overs, three for 34. And Mo- Motion Khan, three overs, one for 24. Um, they all bowled well, and they brought it back. So halfway stage, I thought, Lucknow really in this. 182 didn't look um, out of the reach of being chased down. And then, though, Lucknow collapsed to be all out for 101. And Madwal, who batted okay, uh, but then took five for five to bowl out Lucknow for 101, a thumping victory for Mumbai. Australian Marcus Stoinis was the top score with 40 not outs. But Madwell, that was the best ever figures in an IPL finals match, the best figures of this IPL. And really, it was a stunning collapse from Lucknow, five for five in 3.3 overs. It's the a 32nd five-wicket haul in IPL cricket, in IPL history, and it's the fifth best IPL figures ever. So it was a stunning performance to do that in a finals game. Um, champagne stuff from Madwell. Yes, and for those of you who listened last week, um, I want to confirm that my tipping of LSG was indeed tongue-in-cheek, as you could clearly tell by the way that I um, prefaced it with many, many different um, caveats. Um, I actually <laughs> forgot to have money on with them, so I'm, you know, I hope you didn't follow my tip. 
because I, <laughs> I, I failed to follow my own tip. And it was, I was having a bet each way, which is a bit, bit cheap of me because if they'd won, I would have been here saying, you know, you heard it here first. <laughs> so, luck, so luck now go home. Uh, good tournament. But I yeah. think, you know, I think the, I mean, I think the three teams that went further are better than them. So I agree. I agree. All right. So we then move to the second last game. of the IPL having play against Gujarat and it was at the um, home ground of Gujarat in Ahmedabad and well it was a sort of an epoch making moment I think that um, Shubman Gill 129 from 60 balls and it was just it was quite extraordinary how he got to 50 and he got he got there you know in, in decent time but then the unleashing of shots shot after shot after shot sailing over the boundary and it really felt um like a like a sort of a it may be the moment that lasts most out of this IPL let's not go too too far about it but I think there's a feeling of that this could be the the next I mean the, we'd all been knowing that there was a big chance of this happening but it now feels as though this is confirmation of in that line of sort of if you go Tendulka, Coley and I know Dhoni's been very popular but in terms of a great batter Tendulkar, Coley. Is it Shubman Gill next in line? Three centuries in four innings? What do you reckon, Menace? Well, what stood out to me from that innings was how easy he made mm. it look. Like, he's just such a beautiful, gifted timer of the ball. And he is like Coley, where you can see him, you know, playing this way in all forms of the game. Um, so, yeah, you're right. I mean, this this was Shubman Gill's coming-of-age IPL and, uh, you know, I'm fascinated to see how he does really in a 50-over World Cup. I think, mm. you know, that's something on home soil he could absolutely um, go bonkers. Absolutely. So um, it was interesting. Mumbai made, um, at points, they made a reasonably decent effort in chasing what really is a, a total that should have been beyond them, and it, and it proved to be well beyond them. But uh, Cameron Green scored 30 off 20. Surya Kumar Yadav, 61 from 38. Uh, Tilak Varma, 43 from 14. Uh, that was an extraordinary uh, mm. little innings. So there was, there was points there where you thought um, this is still not likely, but geez, this is, it's, not, it's no longer absolutely impossible. They're, they're batting themselves into a halfway decent position, um, but then it all fell away, as it often mm. does when the, when the chase is that much. And you've got to keep on going at, um, you know, that particularly ridiculous level of um, run rate. Um, for me, it was kind of disappointing that um, when um, it was the, I think it was when, um, was it when Surya Kumar Yadav got out? I think um, the, the commentators basically said, and there with him go the hopes of Mumbai Indians with Tim David still in the sheds. Um, and of course he came out. Only <laughs> I knew that trigger that you, you got triggered by them saying that about Tim David. Well, they were proven right as well. But I mean, <laughs> well, he, got the Dennett, he got the Dennett curse, the Dennett kiss of death this tournament. Yes. Um, I, I, you know, I, I thought about it. It'd be, imagine if he'd gone out there and won it for them. That would have been really cool. Um, didn't happen though. Uh, no. And he seems sort of a little bit diminished in the last week or two of the IPL. Like, I mean, I don't think they would have said that as Tim David's kind of coming out to bat at, at the start of this tournament. They would have still said, Ooh, with Tim David to go, anything's possible, but there just seems to be he's he's tapered off a little bit. Of, am I um am I right, Menace? Oh, absolutely. I am. <laughs> I've been thinking about this all week. 
as soon as you said he should be playing opening the batting in our test side, he's, he's taking a massive nosedive. Uh, I'd still pick him in the World Cup. Um, no, and I still... Go. Oh, come on. You, you'd, you'd still be mad not to pick him in the World Cup. He's still the first player I'd pick. Um, but he's had a slightly disappointing end to it, although I think his overall figures aren't, aren't too bad. Anyway, they collapsed to be, um, at the end, all out for 157. It fell, it fell away very quickly um, at the end. And um, so, yeah, that brought about the final that was the same as the first game um, between Chennai... Uh, not between, uh, what am I talking about? Between Chennai and Gujarat. Yeah, so Mohit Sharma took five for ten in that um, in that match for Gujarat, which was the thirty third five wicket haul of the IPL. Um, just, uh, so excellent effort for him. Um, sorry, I just I said the wrong score. I said one hundred and fifty. I was one hundred and seventy one. Yes, um, I forgot to mention that uh, Mohit Sharma has been uh, the, the the last couple of weeks. Is he's absolutely dominated, hasn't he? Very much so. And when we get to the final, we'll see how close he got to winning it. So mm. so let's get to the IPL final now. Drama, drama, drama. I mean, this this just had it all. So the first, the first day was rained out. On Sunday, floods in Ahmedabad. And if you'd seen the images, uh, you know, 100,000 people swimming out of the ground after the game's called off. And, you know, all the reports are that, you know, people that travelled far and wide to come to the IPL final and they just – hung around until they replayed the game the next day. I mean, it'd be too late to find a hotel or, or do anything. So the people just, just waited for the game that was played the night after. I mean, I love the IPL and I'm, I, I'm not proud of what I thought and I'm going to admit it, but that after that first night was washed out uh, and the fact that that was going to then consign Dhoni's side to a very unfortunate second place, you know, the Gujarat would have won because they finished on top, but that's fair enough. But they had lost their first uh, semi-final to to CSK, and this final, th- this IPL, if you haven't been watching it, has been just a Dhoni um, love fest across the country, and and fair and fair enough too. But I thought, oh well, you know, maybe <laughs> with my big bat, big bash hat on, and still wishing that the big bash wasn't so eclipsed by the IPL, that you know, it's not the worst thing if they have a little bit of a damp squib after such an amazing <laughs> tournament. Um, Lose a, you were you know, dancing around. Finals washed out. Sony, yeah, you didn't get the fairy tale ending, and it's like I don't know the the the, the cricket gods. And I'm not superstitious, but they just said, okay, we'll show him. We'll show him where the power is in cricket because then the final that then came about yeah, is I, like you couldn't have the, the the cliche is you really couldn't have scripted it any better. No, you're like the IPL Grinch, um, <laughs> but you didn't win out. So so they came back the next night, so Monday, and. Uh, for, from an Australian point of view, I guess a really odd thing that there's no Australians involved in either teams. Um, mm. Matt Wade did fantastic spectator for Gujarat on the side. And it's just been, he's been a, an A-plus bench warmer, but wasn't actually even considered to play. So uh, no Australians. And um, the Magic Touch MS Dhoni won the toss and sent in Gujarat. And I thought CSK was sloppy early on. Um Gujarat got away quickly. Um, Ritterman Saha made 54 off 39. Shubman Gill, the aforementioned Shubman Gill, 39 off 20. Um, and then Sai Sudarsan made a brilliant 96 of 47 deliveries with eight fours and six sixes. Hardik Pandya uh, put the cherry on top with 21 not out, not out of 12 balls. And after a sloppy start from CSK, Gujarat made them pay and galloped 
to 214 for four in their 20 overs. And, Paul, I have to say, at this stage, I'm thinking it's going to be really tough to chase in a final. Absolutely. And um, pretty impressive that um, Sudarshan, who was um, retired out in his last game because he was scoring too slowly, he didn't start all that quickly either. But to come out and end up with a strike rate of over 204, I felt sorry for him when he was plum LBW right at the end, just missing out on his 100. Um, and, look people are going to say I'm an idiot because <clears throat> Ritam and Saha 54 from 39. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that innings, but I just can't help again. See, uh, although they did promote him, but Rashid Khan got to face um, two balls right at the end. He holed out um, for a duck, trying to hit a six, but it, it's madcap. But if, if they'd opened the innings with Rashid Khan, they would have won the IPL. You heard it here first. That, that's the front page of the paper. Um, but what everyone's should... talking about. <laughs> Sudarsan, I mean, you, you talk about his um, acceleration. I think he scored 60 off his last 20 deliveries. There was one shot that was just jaw-dropping. I thought someone had spiked my drink because he – so he's a left-hander. The ball's coming across him, and he moves across to the offside to try and flick it over the leg side for six. But the bowler bowls basically a no ball on the offside because the ball didn't even pitch on the wicket, basically. And Sudarsan – as he tries to flick it, it went off the back of his bat for six over third man. It was just incredible. Yeah, um, but it was just luck. I mean, it wasn't like a good shot. No, no, no. It was just incredible to watch. I okay. Mean. But Harsha Bogo, the way he talked about it, it was like, um, it was though it was deliberate. It was just, you know, no, it was just a, no. a stick through over the slips for six. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you, you know, he you know, he's did it with conviction. But he's a player to watch. His first-class average is 47.66. His list day 50-over average is 60.36. And his T20 average is just under 40. So keep an eye out for this guy. That was the third-highest score in an IPL final. Our man Shane Watson has the highest score, 117 not out for CSK. Um, and it was And that 214 was the highest team score in a final. Right. So CSK comes out, they're chasing 215. I think they face an over and then it just starts bucketing down and the covers come out and there is a long, long break. Two, three hours they're off. Did they break their own playing conditions in terms of, did they reach the time when it was time to call it a hold and they just went, nah, we're going to keep going? No. I, I, don't, I don't know the rules that closely, Paul. Um, I, I, I think there was something because they'd played so much of the game. Like, I think that, you know, they wouldn't have started that late, the match, but because they'd already played the first innings. Um, so I think there's a start... if, if Donny is going to be disadvantaged, yes, then, then yeah. the, uh, all the above is cancelled. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, so eventually the target is 171 from 15 overs. Um, Duckworth, Lewis Stern, Paul's best friends, um, they come into play. That's spot on. And spot on. That's that's exactly what it should have been as well. The right target. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, well, it was a gripping chase. Uh, Guy called twenty six off sixteen. Uh, Devin Conway, a beautiful forty seven off twenty five. He really set the pace for CSK. Got them off to a great start. Um, and I had a bit of a moment. I uh, Josh Little playing for Gujarat. He started the summer at Coogee Oval with one Menas commentating on him playing before the World Cup, and he ends the summer. He ends in the IPL final. I mean, what a journey for Josh Little. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> then Doobie comes out at three. Oh, 
you if you must have been going nuts watching Doobie Bat. He could not hit it off the square. He was absolutely hopeless. He was 13 of 12 deliveries. So you need 12, 13 and over, and he's going at barely just over a run of ball. So he actually, at that point, um, Gujarat started to surge back into the game. Um, Raidu came out in his last ever game searching for his sixth IPL title and smashed 19 of eight deliveries after a, a, a Rahane cameo of 27 off 13. So the, the old stages were doing it, but Doobie at the other end was da- dragging the chain. I, I was, I, I was saying, why don't you retire this guy out? Yeah. I think at the point where they might have considered retiring him, that's when he did just hit a couple of sixes and sort of gave himself a stay of execution. But you're right. A runner ball for the first 13 is just um, is just not good enough. From an Australian point of view, I'm a little bit worried about Rahane. Uh, in his prime, he wasn't much short of Coley in my estimation of someone that I thought, oh, we are really going to struggle against him. And now in the form that he's in, he's forced his way back into the Indian test side. I think he could be quite a force in the World Test Championship final. Definitely. All right. So you're right. So at one point, the equation was uh, CSK needed 50 of 20 deliveries. And this was the end of the 12th over, Doobie on strike. And he goes, bang, bang, 6-6. Six, six. Over, Raidu's on strike the next over, beginning of the 13th. He goes 6-4-6. Six, six, and then he gets out. But the, equa- the equation went from 50 of 20 to 22 of 15, like that. Now and they had it one. They had it one. They had it one. And then, <laughs> oh, this is this is what, you know, you know, this is like great script writers. You know, MS Dhoni comes out to bat and just needs to knock it around. He can be there when CSK wins their fifth title. He can be carried off. He can hit the winning runs. Dhoni can hit the winning runs. Go first ball, he's on strike. Oh, I'm thinking, what's he going to do? He flicked this. Are we going to see the helicopter? We're going to see the Dhoni <laughs> helicopter. Bang. Hits it straight to cover. Caught. First ball. Golden duck in the IPL final. And you can tell, wow, CSK were getting nervous. Doobie was getting nervous. Doobie, Doobie then couldn't hit the ball very well. And all of a sudden, Gujarat started. Mohit Sharma, bowling, he bowls three overs from one end to close it out. And he just hits the Yorker. It's like, it's like the 80s, 90s World Series cricket. Just get the Yorker up there. And it was yeah. goes down to the last. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, you're right. It was down to the last over. They needed 13. And then he started that over with those Yorkers. Uh, again, not to be tangential, but you might remember. Actually, this would be a test of your knowledge, Menace. I'll see if you remember this. Um, there was a game where uh, Australia-South Africa, a one-day game, might have been in South Africa. And Steve Ward played a pretty good innings to get Australia to a chance off the final over. And Farney bowled basically like a maiden to him or something. Like five Yorkers that in 1990s era batting were unplayable. These days they would have danced away and um, or ramped them or done something, but there could be nothing done then. It reminded me a little bit of that. Do you remember that one? No. Um, oh, good honesty. Good honesty. And and then, it, so so we, last over, Moa Chalmers got the ball, 13 needed. The first four balls, every ball's a Yorker, and there's three singles. Uh, it was 10 needed off two. All over. Like Jude- but Judasia's on strike, and you can tell the commentators are starting to build up to a, a Gujarat uh, win. And I thought there was a really nice moment, really nice moment. There was a bit of a, a, a 
they they stopped the game with two balls to go. And Hardik Pandya, the Gujarat skipper, is just trying to G up his team. And he also is smiling and really positive. He's thinking 10 off two, we got this. Let's be positive. And then Mohit Sharma bowls a pretty decent ball. It wasn't actually in the slot. If you look at it in replay, it was not quite a Yorker, but very close. But Jadeja just digs it out and hits it down the ground for six. Unbelievable. Four off one. And I don't think the commentators even realised he hit it that well. I think Ian, was it Ian Bishop in commentary for mm. a second? Was And it's only almost that's got gone for six and he amped it up a thousand percent and went, and went berserk. But I think for a second he thought that was just um, sort of looping up down um, a few metres short of the rope. So, yep, and it came down to four off the last ball. Now, just wheeling back a bit. So this game started three days ago. Started on Sunday, rained out. Started on Monday night. It's now 1.35 a.m. on Tuesday morning. One ball to go. Culmination of this gripping tournament. Moet Sharma, can he be the hero? Can Jadeja be the hero? Sharma comes in and bowls a bit of a pie, outside leg stump, full toss. Jadeja just flicks it to fine leg. No one patrolling the boundary. Four runs to Jadeja. CSK fans go nuts. CSK team runs on. The whole time, Donnie's sitting there with his eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't watch that last ball. And I don't even think he knew who won for a while. I think he was waiting to hear who won before he opened his eyes. It's a hard it was... one because the roar would be ambiguous, wouldn't it? Because it was going to be a roar no matter Absolutely. what happened off that final ball. Yeah. And it was the one shocking ball that Sharma bowled. Um, like uh, five balls, as you say, the second last ball, he was probably unlucky to get hit for six. That last ball, leg stump, um, full toss, was um, the one bad ball he bowled in and over that began with them needing to defend 13 um, and got it down to 10 off two. So he almost almost did it. But oh, it was an exhilarating moment. But at the, at the very end, when the players are running everywhere and, you know, Dhoni had won, uh, it was, was pretty special. It was incredible. So CSK, CSK win their fifth title. They joined Mumbai as five-time winners. Raidu, uh, the retiring CSK player, won his sixth IPL, joining Rohit Sharma, who has six. Um, and look, uh, and then the qualifier, the, the team that won the qualifier has now won six IPLs in a row. So, you know, we talk a lot in the league stage about how important it is <laughs> to finish in first and second spot and try and get into the final quickly. Well, you know, that's played out in the last six IPLs. Um, but then Hardy Pandya, the losing Gujarat skipper, had some very nice words at the end. He said, I'm very happy for him, Dhoni. Destiny had this written for him. If I had to lose, I don't mind losing to him. Very gracious. It was a, a, a final played in terrific spirit. I think Dhoni's um, captaincy was exceptional. And, and just to give you an idea of um, how rare it is for a, a tournament to go down to this, um, there have only been two previous instances of a team chasing four or more runs on the last ball of a T20 final to win. India did it against Bangladesh in 2018. And um, <clears throat> Shah Rukh Khan did it in the Karnataka Karnataka League. Karnataka Anyway, Kanadika. so Karnataka. So very rare to, for a, a tournament to end in such dramatic fashion. And a couple of other things just on Dhoni. One was uh, he may have won them the game despite getting a golden duck. His stumping of Shubman Gill 
was Ooh, pivotal so because uh, Gil was looking good. Uh, he'd raced to about 40-odd um, yep. uh, off not many. And it was one of those classic Dhoni stumpings where his hands were so fast. He took it so quickly, it was almost that he took it in front of the stumps uh, for, uh, and it would have been a no ball. But of course he hadn't. He timed it perfectly. The sort of stumping that another keeper might not have affected. And um, he was a bit ambiguous in his comments after the game. He may well go around um, for another year. Um, it'd be hard to top this final, uh, but geez, it'd also be hard to say, I want to give this up. And I mean, it has, it's not like it's taxing him all that much. He comes out to bat usually in the 19th over, faces about four balls, hits two or three sixes, and then swans off. So, I mean, he could play for another five years if he wanted to. Yeah, I think mentally he looked pretty taxed there when he had the eyes closed for that last ball. True, uh, true. <laughs> He he played it very cool, though. He said that maybe he'll come back next year and do it for the fans to give back, although it's hard and he's getting old. Because he was so well-received, this tournament, and so well-loved, he'll do it for them. Um, I don't know. I think it'd be very tempting to go out a winner. Very, very tempting. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, Yeah, I, I sometimes feel like they should be able to say, look, everyone wants you to come back. And if you do come back and have a poor ending, we're just going to make that illegal to talk about. We're going to say, this is your fairy tale ending. And whenever you do end, we're going to refer back to this as the end. We're going to just slot it back in at the end. So just in case. So you've got to get out of jail. It's like Ricky Ponting, the last two years of Ricky Ponting's career, maybe. Yeah, can. didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Picked that 100 of the SCG against India as his last match. Yeah, I he, he retired then. He's finished with a test average of 60. Yeah, brilliant. All right, so four balls done. Four finals done. CSK the winner. We've got two balls left. What do we got? We're gonna take. A, do I have to take a break at some point? Oh yeah, we better take a break. Good, good, right. good thinking. Ninety nine. Right. So <laughs> let's take a break, and then we'll be back with our last two deliveries. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, welcome back. Well, you're listening to the IPL Super Over. It's our final episode of the IPL season. I'm Menas. I'm with Paul Dennett. We've got heaps of Ashes and World Test Championship final content coming in the next couple of weeks. But, Paul, ball five of the Super Over. What do you got? All right, well, uh, time for some talk about the Aussies. Uh, So last week... We talked about the Australians who had played for the six teams that were eliminated, uh, although we forgot to talk about Nathan Ellis from the Punjab Kings. So we'll include well, he, him he, this he, week. He, he, he was watching. He he put a, he commented in the the last video that we forgot him. So he's he's desperate for this rating. All right. So let's give it to him. Um, so we'll start with Nathan Ellis. Um, he had uh, an economy rate of 8.9. He took 13 wickets and a strike rate of 17.5. Um, if we're giving these letter grades, um, look, I think... <laughs> Despite your reservations about that system, we'll continue. <laughs> I suppose that's kind of... Um, if every 
uh, if the, if a side went at 8.92 the entire time, they'd be getting somewhere in the 170s, which for this tournament is probably even slightly below par. So although it sounds ridiculous to say that 8.92 runs per over is okay, I, I think I'll give him a B. Yeah, I was very close. I'm giving him a B minus. Very good. Well, we're very similar there. And I still think that um, he's definitely someone that the Australians should have. And I know that I, I know that he is in the calculations, but I think he should strongly be in the calculations for our 50 over World Cup. Next mm. up, Cameron Green um, from the Mumbai Indians had an average of 50.2 at a strike rate of 160. And he scored right. 452 runs. And with the ball, um, economy rate of 9.5, took only the six wickets uh, and a strike rate um, of 38. So I'd say with the ball, a little bit disappointing, um, but with the bat, um, you know, really, really impressive. Uh, I, I think I'll give him an A. Mm, okay. Look, it's tough, but I'm going to give him a B plus. I thought... The the bowling was obviously where the marks got knocked off. Um, probably needs to really work on his white ball bowling, and it, it's unfair. He's an all rounder, but that's the that's the way the system is. Way it the is true. Crumbles. Yep. No one's forcing him to bowl. No one's and forcing they, him to bowl. Know, no, and they did. You know, Mumbai did spend you know almost like a gazillion dollars on him. So yeah, so I, I think he th- th- they wouldn't be disappointed. They, they, I think they'd be feeling like no. they got a a pretty decent return. Um, on their investment. Uh, Jason Berendorf, 14 wickets at a strike rate of 9.2. Um, uh, sorry, at, a, at an economy rate of 9.2, uh, a strike rate of 18. Um, a little bit on the disappointing side there. Um, I'll probably give him a C plus. What about you? Interesting. Uh, I like the way he bowled. He, yeah, he, he he did well for them. I'm giving him a a B. It's all a B. Good opening bowler. Um, yeah, B. All right, big bad Marcus Stoinis averaging 31, a strike rate of 150, 408 runs, and with the ball, economy rate of 9.2, taking the just the five wickets there, uh, strike rate of 13. Um, I think I will give him. A uh, B plus. I'm giving the Stoin a flat A. I thought he was one of the shining lights from this Lucknow team. Uh, a bit of a, a rock in that middle order. So excellent performance from the Stoin. A A for me. No, nah, you're probably right. I've been a bit harsh with B plus. I'll bump him into an A minus. Um, all right. Next up after Stoinis, Riley Meredith, and he took seven wickets. Economy rate of 10.5 and a strike rate of 16.8. I think an economy rate of 10.5 is pretty disappointing. Didn't play that many games. Those seven wickets, um, that's a fairly good return, a strike rate of 16.8. But I think overall, I into C-minus territory there for me. Mm, wow, generous. I'm giving him a D. Because I just don't think you would want to play him next year. Like, I think no. if, if you Mumbai, you'd be thinking, we can give this spot to someone else. I agree. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, 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 I think that's one of the problems with the, the T20 format that really fast bowlers like that, um, especially the Indian grounds, that they're just 
you know, top edges go for six. And, uh, you know, he's an exciting bowler, but he's he's not someone that I would ever be picking in my T20 side personally. All right. Um, Tim David didn't bowl. So, I mean, the fact that they didn't give him a bowl, <laughs> already he's going to get an A-plus just because of lack of opportunity. Um, all right, with the bat. Um, average of 25.7 and a strike rate of 158, scored 231 runs. I mean, it was a, it was a disappointing campaign for him, but those figures are still pretty good. I think that if you could say to someone, you're going to get a batter who's going to get 25 runs at a strike rate of 158, um, there's a lot to like about that. Um, I think I'll give him a B-plus. <laughs> that is bullshit. Uh, I'm giving... You didn't even score a half century. <clears throat> so what's that got to do with it? I mean, 15 innings, didn't get past 50. Oh, I was thinking like D, but you've given me a B plus. I'm not going to stick no, D just... plus. D plus. D plus. Come on, mate. You're just doing that to bait me. <laughs> he didn't even pass 50. Yeah, but 230, that's 230 runs. Maybe he got 49 10 times. Um, you know, the, the fact no, that he didn't pass 50 in and of itself isn't the way to 25. go. Yeah, thank you. I thank am. you. He's averaged 26 uh, um, It was his average and a strike rate of 158. Those are reasonably decent numbers. Yeah, but Green, Warner, Maxwell, Stoinis, they all average more than him with the bat. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that Warner D, did D that plus. much better. Um, Warner plus. averaged um, a little bit more with a much, a much lower strike rate. Um, you know, I accept it was a disappointing tournament from him, uh, but I still think that to give him a D plus is, um, uh, I don't think that's your true mark. I think it is, really is. Hmm. All right. Um, that's it. We're missing. There are the Aussies. We're missing. Yep. All right. Well, ball five balls done. Last ball of the tournament. Wow. Menace with the ball in hand. And I have to say, I don't often do this, but. I actually at one point just thought, what did it be like to be that bowler and batter for that last ball of the IPL final? Like you and I both play cricket. I was ner nervous enough, like batting, you know, at the local park with nothing on the line. Like, can you imagine like that the IPL coming down to this one ball and you've got the ball in hand, you've got to deliver or you Judasia with the, the stick in hand. It's pretty impressive performance. Absolutely. Although the one thing I'd still say is I th I would still find that less nerve wracking than have than having to bat in a test match where at least there you can, you know, you can back away with impunity and have a slash and no one's going to care. If I had to in a test match right now, give me that in front of that pressure cooker at an environment um, and just have one big swing and you, you either succeed or don't versus coming out to face Mitchell Stark in a test match with when he's got six balls at me to put me in hospital. Um, I'll, I'll take the, um, the IPL. <laughs> Um, anyway, my dreams aside, six ball, just a chance really to reflect on the IPL. There's been lots of uh, great memories from the tournament and I sort of sat back and thought what has really made an impression on me. Uh, the first thing was the longevity of Faf Duplessis. You know, every time I think he's getting old, he's probably you know going too long. He keeps proving me wrong. It was a, a fantastic tournament. Um, and, yeah, just uh, incredible to see him still performing at close to 40. Um, we mentioned Shubman Gill before. He's 890 runs in the tournament with the second highest aggregate for anyone behind Virat Kohli's, Virat Kohli's 973 in 2016. So that's unforgettable. Um, I've got a segue there just very quickly. Yes. Um, he's also scored 890 test runs, so exactly the same number, um, at an average of... 34 and 
that's the one I was listening to Robert Craddock talking to Jared Waitley and he was saying that he thinks that he's still got a question mark out against him at test level, whether he can, you know, nick off a little bit too easily. So it's going to be very fascinating to watch him in his, in his test career as it develops in the coming years. Definitely. Also, um, the rise of the Piranha, Pathirana from South Africa, uh, South Africa, Sri Lanka. Um, obviously, a slingy action bowling for CSK. Uh, I thought he um, made a real impression on anyone that watched him. Um, Josh Butler's five ducks. Won't forget that. Just nice to see a bomby fail. <laughs> um, the rise of Cam Green for an Australian over here. That was pretty special to see him really take big strides in in the IPL and was pretty incredible. Any memories for you, Paul? Um, I, I think the, the the main one is Shubman Gill and Cameron Green. Um, Green Green's arm, okay. I forgot to mention that that he actually had to retire hurt in his final game. Came back on, but I presume he's in, um, he's okay. I haven't heard anything further. Uh, I, I just think for me. Um, my overarching memory is confirmation of, for all that we sometimes are a little bit um, lukewarm about it, given that it's a midnight over here and it's a little bit hard to follow, it is a spectacular tournament and cricket should be very thankful for its existence, even though we're a little bit nervous as to how the test match scene is going to play out down the, tra- get down the line. But I think the ultimate proof is that if you took... Um, I remember years ago going to a one day at the SCG where Australia got plenty, Adam Gilchrist got a lot, and there was a... Um, an Australian family in front of us who had must have had an American exchange student and she sat there the whole time and they asked her afterwards and she said, I was impressed. I was just bored. And she wasn't being rude about it. It was just, and I thought, yeah, I enjoyed it, but it was, it was eight hours and I could see there were long periods of just singles. Um, I reckon you take a random American to the IPL and they would think it's amazing. Uh, and I think that's the, that's the sort of my overarching memory that it was a tournament that had so many close finishes so many big hits, so many narratives, so much, so many stories. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was thorough, thoroughly enjoyable to witness. I do wish that they would change the times and start at maybe um, eight hours earlier, but that's not going to happen. But, um, Just for us. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, thoroughly enjoyable and a massive success. And I'm sure it's the biggest IPL of all time. Well, we need uh, to be over there for the next IPL. And you're right, there's so many epic finishes. I mean, Rinku's five sixes in the last over to win a classic for KKR. The missed man cat off the final ball in that match. Um, Obviously, Jadeja doing it in the final. I mean, it really had everything. Um, I I think just sort of things I sort of took away tactically. Of the 74 matches, 40 were won by the team batting first. 33 by the team batting second and there was one rain out. And I think the impact player rule they've brought in has really sort of nullified that advantage that the team batting second had for a little while. Uh, do, do you think it's moved it too far one way or? No, I think they it? should, I think they should immediately adopt the impact player into international T20 cricket and international 50 over cricket, because um, it's, it's refreshing to see that the, the batting side, the side batting first winning when it, so often in, in those conditions, the, the dew plays such an impact that, you know, the, that sometimes it was, you win the toss and bowl and you win the game. And so um, it, it's really good to see that that's changed. Absolutely. And I, I still stick to the fact that I like the six hour power play at the beginning. I don't like what Australia have done where it's four and two. I think it works better as that six over spectacle to start an in innings and um, yeah, just, just quality cricket. I mean, I agree with you, and I'll echo the point I've always made about it as well. I think on Australian grounds, 
having a total of only six hour, six overs of power play in the innings is not enough and that they should just get the best of both worlds, restore the six over power play at the beginning and keep the two over surge. And when the bowlers say, oh, you know, we're just cannon fodder. Yeah, you are. Deal with it. Yes, and it actually makes a big difference because what you see happen is a batter gets on a roll in that six overs. They might take an over or so to get going. But then when it's four overs, oh, that's end. Anyway, mm. been through that before. Just one last final closing point. Now, everyone talks about the expansion of franchise leagues around the world. I don't understand. Why don't you just have two IPLs in India per year? Don't make the IPL bigger, so don't go more rounds. You know, but just have two IPLs a year. One, you know, one at the beginning of the year, one at the end. Yeah, it's, I mean, it just feels that it would be too much, even for India. Like even people in India who love it, um, I, I think that they would get to the point where they'd say it's – and I know that's a slightly artificial – a slightly um, um, erroneous point to make given that most sporting leagues around the world go for far much longer than the IPL. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I just still think it would be a, it would be just too much. And the damage it would do to international cricket as well um, would be significant because if you meant then that, okay, South Africa, sorry, we're taking the, um, the extra equivalent IPL that you've had there. You can't have that anymore because we're going to have another one in the second half of the year. Well, what's going to happen? That South Africa is going to try to shoehorn someone, another one in somewhere else. It's just, I don't know. I hope it never happens. And I don't think it would be the right thing to do, even from a selfish commercial point of view. I think that would be killing the golden goose a little bit. All right. Well, I just thought I'd throw it out there. Obviously, the you're right. The, the, the schedule is the biggest um, breaker on that. But I, I mean, I think the appetite is there for something, whether it's a mini IPL. Anyway. That's, the, that's my over, my reflections on what has been an incredible IPL 2023. MS Doney walks off into the sunset with another cup on his shoulders. Magic stuff. What a champion. What a champion. Thanks, Benners. It's been fun. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the IPL Super Over shows throughout the tournament. As I said, we've got lots of great stuff coming up. Dan Norcross from the BBC next, then a preview of the World Test Championship final. Also got a great interview with Mike Whitney coming up, former Australian Quick. It's an excellent story about Sachin Tendulkar there. And if you haven't gone back and listened to it, I interviewed Phil Jakes, former Australian opener. That's on the podcast feed. Uh, so that's a special Menas Masterclass. So it's all happening. I'm Menas. You can find me at Amenas on Twitter. Paul, what do you want to tell the listeners about yourself? Uh, Paul.dennett on TikTok. Um, and look up Cricket Unfiltered on TikTok as well. All right, guys. We'll be back soon. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is a Piccolo Podcast production. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.